You're listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had neither, they had no leisure even to eat. A couple months back, I'd been in four different time zones in the same week, the end of which found me in New York. And after I finished my last talk, I walked uptown to meet some lady pastor friends. And the minute I slid into the booth of the diner, I suddenly started crying surprising even myself. My big, beautiful, buxom friend Jess pulled me into her and let me cry and then finally asked what was wrong. Nothing's wrong, I said. I'm just tired. Two of our readings today mention rest. Jesus tells his disciples to rest and eat after their teaching and healing campaign. And the psalmist describes God as a shepherd who makes us lie down in green pastures. So all week I've been trying to hone in on what does it mean to rest, especially since my first reaction to the psalmist's image of rest is that if God is going to insist that I lie down in green pastures, that's fine, as long as the pasture has Wi-Fi. (laughs) Or at the very least, 3G coverage. See, as many of you know who know me well, I myself have only two speeds, go and stop. But when I stop, it's not like I'm resting, I'm just collapsing. And I'm collapsing because I can't go anymore. And I don't think that's what sacred rest means. And I think that maybe we've made an idol of multitasking and hyperactivity, which is, part of the, which is actually part of the problem, which is maybe why I, like many of you, feel like I spend so much of my life exhausted. I'm not talking the exhaustion and lack of rest that is unavoidable in a life of economic poverty, where every ounce of time and energy goes into basic survival. I'm talking about the ways in which, despite the fact that we have every time-saving device known to humanity, that we don't actually have more time. In 1965, there was a Senate subcommittee that formed to respond to the vast developments in technology that were so greatly increasing productivity. They were concerned that given the increase in productivity, that surely within 20 years, there would be a 15 to 20 hour work week And then, what in the world would the U.S. workforce do when so bored? (laughs) That's right, the U.S. Senate in 1965 thought by now we would have more free time than we'd all know what to do with. But they also probably thought we'd all have jetpacks too, so. (laughs) But it's not really worked out like that, has it? We have every convenience at our fingertips and yet we're exhausted. Busyness in America is an epidemic. Like children afraid of the dark who sleep with the lights on, we are perhaps terrified of what might reach out and grab us, what might make itself known in the unfilled space. So we layer on two or three things to fill every moment to make sure there isn't any. 
And even when we have so-called leisure time, we seem to have an endless stream of background noise. Facebook, Twitter, BuzzFeed, Instagram, podcasts, Netflix, and then back to Facebook to see if anything's happened in the last five minutes since we checked Facebook. Has anyone liked something about me? Was something I said worthy of being shared? Maybe this busyness is just a way to justify our existence on some level. Which makes me wonder if when someone asks me how I am and I say, oh, I'm just so busy, if that's some kind of like humble brag. As though what I'm really saying is that I spend an inordinate amount of time and energy justifying my own existence. And I guess another thing that really can get in the way of rest is an actual feeling of responsibility. I see that in a lot of you, sweet, amazing people. Don't get me wrong, it's beautiful that you care about social injustice and immigration and women who've suffered abuse and kids that are at risk of entering the system. You counsel people and work for justice and protest injustice, and that is amazing and definitely the world needs it. But Maybe it can feel like a heavy burden, too. And then any thought of needing a break from it can feel like a betrayal of what you believe in. But Jesus also faced the needs of the brokenhearted and alienated, too, you know. We heard in our gospel reading how the sick and those who loved the sick pursued him because of the love and healing he showed toward them. And he also took breaks. Yet, I hesitate to preach a take more breaks sermon for you. Because an exhortation to rest more, take Sabbath more seriously, take care of yourself, ends up not sounding like good news to me, as lovely as those things are, because it just feels like one more thing I have to add to my to-do list. <laughs> Make time for relationships, start practicing yoga, keep my car clean, read more theology and less BuzzFeed, do charity work, take Sabbath more seriously. I just think we're weighed down enough by to-do lists that adding rest more to them doesn't feel freeing or healing to me. It just makes me want to go back to bed, and not in the keeping Sabbath way, but in the mildly depressed, I can't deal with anything in any or any one way. And that's not rest, that's an anxiety disorder, <laughs> which isn't actually restful at all, as many of us can attest to. Not to mention that when we add get more rest and take Sabbath more seriously to our to-do list, we might be tempted to think of it as nothing more than a scheme to fuel us back up just so we can do more work. After all, it's our work that is so very important since that's the thing that justifies our existence. And the world really needs us. But the wise rabbi Abraham Heschel reminds us that Sabbath rest is actually about stopping long enough to see that God's redeeming work in the world goes on just fine with or without us. I think Jesus told his disciples to come away with him and rest and eat, not as a pit stop to fill them up to get them back out there as quick as possible, but so that they might experience themselves as just as hungry, broken, and tired as those he sent them to serve. And to see that while they are resting, Jesus is continuing to teach and heal just as Jesus continues to teach and heal the whole world with or without our help. So where does that leave us? Maybe rest is something we deserve, but I'm not even so sure about that. 
On the surface, it feels like a positive thing, like she deserves to be happy, and I deserve a nice vacation, and you deserve a break today, but this language of deserving actually has its own trap, especially when it comes to Sabbath and rest, because if we see rest as something that we deserve, we just get trapped into trying to become worthy of deserving it. But if what Jesus and the psalmist are talking about is sacred rest that comes not from our deservingness, but from God, then I'm pretty sure it doesn't work like employee benefits do, where you earn a certain number of Sabbath days for every hour you work. If there is true rest in the presence of our loving God, and there is, then we're not on the clock, because there is no clock. That's why it's called grace and not reward. The rest of the shepherd who makes you lay down in green pastures is not about time off from work. It's about time off from all forms of worthiness. Resting in the sacred is a blessed break from the you-deserve-a-break-today deep-fried culture of the self-obsessed. Sacred rest is a break from the am I productive enough, lovable enough, safe enough, thin enough, rich enough, strong enough, worthiness system we live under. The sacred rest that is yours never comes from becoming worthy. It never comes through adopting the right kind and the right amount and the right quality of spiritual practices. Although if those bring you a sense of well-being, by all means, don't set them aside. The rest that is yours and mine comes from the promise of the gospel that Jesus came to save sinners, that Jesus came to heal and love and save the sin-sick and the over-functioning, that Jesus came to give rest to the weary and the restless, to give rest to harried housewives and overworked social workers and mildly depressed executives. So, rest. Rest knowing that you are justified not by your busyness, but by grace through faith. Rest in the knowledge of how madly God loves you, not because of who you are, but because of who God is. Rest in that, not because you should, but because you can. As a benediction, listen to this amazing paraphrase of Matthew 11. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen.